Hey everybody, welcome to Kern Talks, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church's podcast, where we revisit the message from this week's church service. I'm Chris DeCue, the worship leader and producer at Kern Church. We know you're busy and maybe don't have time to watch the video for a whole service. Well, we got you covered with Kern Talks. With that said, let's hear Pastor Donna Hester's message from Sunday, October 3rd, Our Gracious God. Our scripture lesson this morning comes from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, and chapter 2, verses 5 through 12. And I am reading from the Common English Bible. In the past, God spoke through the prophets to our ancestors in many times and many ways. In these final days, though, He spoke to us through a son. God made His son the heir of everything and created the world through Him. The son is the light of God's glory and the imprint of God's being. He maintains everything with His powerful message. After He carries out the cleansing of people from their sins, He sat down at the right side of the highest majesty. And the Son became so much greater than the other messengers, such as angels that he received a more important title than theirs. God didn't put the world that is coming, the world we are talking about, under the angel's control. Instead, someone declared somewhere, what is humanity that you think about them? Or what are the human beings that you care about them? For a while you made them lower than angels. You crowned the human beings with glory and honor. You put everything under their control. When he puts everything under their control, he doesn't leave anything out of control. But right now, we don't see everything under their control yet. However, we do see the one who was made lower in order than the angels for a little while. It's Jesus. He's the one who is now crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of his death. He suffered death so that he could taste death for everyone through God's grace. It was appropriate for God for whom and through whom everything exists, to use experiences of suffering to make perfect the pioneer of salvation. This salvation belongs to many sons and daughters, whom he's leading to glory. This is because the one who makes people holy and the people who are being made holy all come from one source. That is why Jesus isn't ashamed to call them brothers and sisters when he says, I will publicly announce your name to my brothers and sisters. 
I will praise you in the middle of the assembly. This is the word of God. For us, the people of God, thanks be to God. This morning, as we begin with the opening chapter of the Hebrews, we come with a lot of questions. There are questions about who this is written for. There are questions about who is writing this letter. And truthfully, there are a lot of questions and few answers. But if we read between the lines of the letter to the Hebrews, we learn a few things. We learn that this is a second century church. And as a second century church, it's a church that is becoming discouraged and despondent. Jesus promised to return. Jesus promised to return quickly. But where is he? It's the second century. Where is Jesus? Why hasn't he returned? They've been trudging along for decades. They've been trudging along and yet they do not see, they do not feel the kingdom of God. They do not feel any power from the kingdom. But they do feel a lot of power from the mighty Roman Empire. And so the writer, the writer whom we are not sure who it is, writes this letter to the Hebrews. And in this letter... Jesus is set before them. Jesus is set before them as one who comes. One who comes boldly. One who comes after suffering, after death. And one who comes with God's grace. I think it's important that the writer talks about Jesus coming after suffering. It's apparent that while we don't know what's going on, there is suffering within this faith community. And the writer wants them to know that because of Jesus' suffering, because of Jesus' death, Jesus understands their suffering. Jesus comes to offer God's grace. And as Jesus is lifted before them, there's a feeling. There's a feeling as this letter opens that, 
that's very similar to the feeling we get when we read Genesis. Or the feeling we get as we read the beginning of the Gospel of John. God and Jesus have been together for a long, long time. God and Jesus have, are there, are there to offer them grace. They're there to offer them care. They're there to speak the word from the beginning. And we hear that again in this opening to Hebrews. But it's not just the Hebrew church that was discouraged and despondent. And it's not just the faith community or the church that is discouraged and despondent. We too become discouraged and despondent. And our churches also become discouraged and despondent. As much as we would love to always be optimistic and upbeat, that's not who we are as human beings. And truthfully, right now is one of those times. One of those times where we as individuals and we as communities of faith and churches have that discouraged and despondent feel. It may have been there before, but we can go back to March 12th of 2020 when that letter came through email closing the churches or our United Methodist churches in the Holston Conference for two weeks. Now I don't know what can be more discouraging and despondent than for two weeks to be the longest two weeks of our lives. Because truthfully, we're still weeks. There have been 80 weeks added to it. This is week 82. But we still find ourselves discouraged and despondent as well. We, it's not, we are wondering where Jesus is. Well, we might be, but not in the same sense as the Hebrews. But we are wondering. Wondering how we maneuver through our current situation. How do we maintain safety? How do we keep ourselves safe and yet be a part of proclaiming the gospel? 
And maybe even the bigger question, how do we share the gospel in new ways? In ways that are now the ways of our culture, the ways of our community, and the fact that we cannot operate on autopilot finds ourselves it being discouraged and despondent. We need to look at the Hebrews. Understand that the Hebrews looked at what was going on and looked to Jesus. Jesus has suffered. We find ourselves suffering in many ways at this time and place. But remember, Jesus suffered. Jesus died. And Jesus suffered and died not just to be the ultimate sacrifice, but Jesus suffered and died that He might understand our places in life. God gave us His Son. And God made His Son an heir of everything and created the world around Him. A world created for us. A world offered to us. The sun is the light of God's glory and the imprint of God's being. He maintains everything. He maintains everything. In our discouragement, we can go to Jesus. And Jesus is there. Jesus is there to lift us up. Jesus is there to point us in the direction we need to go. For Jesus sits at the right hand of the highest majesty. He doesn't leave anything out of control. But right now, we don't see everything under their control yet. However, we do see Jesus He's the one who is crowned with glory and honor because of his suffering and death. Jesus is the salvation that belongs to us. Belongs to us, the sons and daughters he is leading through glory. Jesus is there. Jesus directs us in the places we need to go. Yes, it's difficult at this moment. But the letter to the Hebrews strengthened them with hope and commitment. It strengthened them through Christ's love. God created the world. 
and God gave us His Son. We struggle. And sometimes it's the struggle that puts us in the right direction. Because when we struggle, when we are discouraged and despondent, we have to look to Jesus. We have to set our focus on God so that we might be placed in the correct position. It's not for our control. It's Jesus' control. And Jesus will bring us through. Jesus will love us, care for us, offer us grace, and put us in the direction that we might indeed see His control, follow His ways, and be able to be the salt and the light and the children of God, the brothers and sisters of Jesus that we are called to be. Let us pray. Jesus, as we come to you today, we come unsure, we come discouraged, but we know that if we look to you, that you will guide us. Open our eyes, Jesus. Open our hearts that we might be your brothers and sisters, that we might be a part of your glory. And then your glory, you are in the middle of us all. Guide us, King Jesus. Guide us. Amen. Receive now this blessing. Go out in wonder and joy, clothing everyone you meet in honor and glory. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.